Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, January 14th, 18th? 18th, yes. 18th. Today is, well, today is the 14th. That's right, yeah. But you're listening to us on the 18th. Because you're time traveling. So I'm not wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. <laughs> welcome everyone to the pod. All of our listeners are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we got a three-day weekend right now. Happy MLK Day. Let me start off with that. I don't think I have a three-day weekend. Oh, that's you, huh? Yeah. Well, happy MLK Day, but I think I'm still going to maybe work, maybe go in. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. You're in a special situation where you can kind of decide if you want to go in or not. And I, you know, I, I kind of do work from home mm-hmm. for like half of the time. I'm considering working a bit more on Monday just to get ahead. And I'm... I hate to be that like kind of a brown noser of an employee, but I kind of, I'm new still. I might need to get ahead, you know? Yeah. I'm I mean, still, I mean, in that environment where like eyes are on me, you know? Why not? Because it's also a three-day weekend. I can relax. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm tempted to both seem like uh, I'm cheating in a way. Like I can relax. It's my, it's my vacation day, but also like... Maybe we can take that time to get ahead and, and uh, finish my, get closer to finish my project a bit more, but I don't know. I'm talking to people, some people are like, take your time off when you have it. Yeah, I'm a proprietor of that. Yeah. And like, there's, when I was growing up, I remember it was like, um, show more loyalty to the company. Maybe don't take all your PTO. Oh. It was kind of like that mindset a little bit. Mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, people took vacations, but it was more like rare. Mm-hmm. You go a whole year without taking a vacation vacation multiple years yeah right and like if you're if you just have a cold still go to work oh yes that that's that's a big shift now right yeah after after pandemic and all that right but uh yeah like back then it was like maybe just put into work you have to shine a bit kind of put in some more hours like i think a few years ago when i first started someone took paternal leave after their wife just gave birth Mm -hmm. and they were like that's a new thing people don't people have it but they don't take it yeah and then that guy actually did like oh well good for him he's doing what's given to him and taking it because back in the day um men would rather be at work (laughs) (laughs) if you think about it but yeah i don't know it was i i was happy he took it too Mm because like uh you know take some time off he deserved it so like i I feel like i want to take more vacations right and i I don't feel as like as long as you're doing your work it should be fine getting your the work done yeah yeah because i'm at a place where like yeah we have a rule about how much time off you earn and stuff like that but that's Mainly for the books, it's really like, if you want to go, you can go. Chillax. Just make sure you're not dropping the ball on anything. There's like deadlines for things. Yeah. Meet those at least, right? Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think it's the same thing for my work now. I mean, especially work from home days. Like, right. there's no way they could tell. Okay. Right? There's like... No wonder you need to catch up. <laughs> no, I, I am working when I'm at home. <laughs> so, you know, wink, wink. But, <laughs> but I'm saying like... Some people like work, I know some people on the, those days will just take the first half of the day like off mm-hmm. and then, but they'll work the second half of the day, like when other people typically. Yeah. I'm kind of like that now. Yeah. No, that's just your thing, right? You just want the office kind of empty so you can get work done. Yeah, I get more done when we're quote unquote closed. Oh, right. When the, the close sign is up and there's no yeah, people walking in. Phone's not ringing. People are not coming in. It's just, I can just focus. Quiet time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. like that. Some, some of those, um work gurus are like i get in at like like 6 a.m into my office because there's no one in there you do the opposite you're like i'll go till yeah. 6 a.m <laughs> i don't see the, a big difference in that <laughs> basically the same thing right yeah I, I guess i am a work guru yeah all right <laughs> you said it <laughs> i meditate beforehand do the 
all of the, these little checkbox marks to, to get in. I know in your old job, yeah. you worked from home like 100% of the time, right? That's true, yeah. So you had a lot of like Zoom meetings and video calls. Yeah. Does your current job have a lot of those now? Because uh, I'm actually one of the ones that likes to go in more. Right? I said that already. And so like most people, when they don't have to, they don't, they don't go in, right? So we're still having Zoom meetings with them. They have to be at the meetings, but online at least. So you have those like daily? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of boring. Yeah, it's, uh, at times it's boring, but then there's other times like we just had a new rule where uh-huh. every week someone has, they have to go in at least once a day. Other departments, everybody. everybody on Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday, the whole office is in. We just had the first one of those this last Wednesday oh. and we had like free pizza. Like It was like a celebration. Do you think that's um, more productive that everyone's there? Or would you rather it stagger? Like 20% is in Monday, the next 20% is in on Tuesday, something like that. Well, it's like if it's like loosey goosey like that, like you can come in whenever you want. Or like it's assigned, like your department or whatever, you're the Tuesday department. Yeah. I don't think that's more productive. I think if it's all everyone's at the same time, I think that's the most productive, even though it's Mm. rowdier. It's like uh, people can plan ahead. Like this is when we're going to have a a meeting time face to face. Because we're all here. We're all here. Yeah. All hands on deck or whatever. Because in my head, it's like the reason you don't want to be together is is potentially COVID. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if everyone's there, like all on the same day, everyone's there. You're defeating the purpose. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, uh, Big B said that we're out of the pandemic already. Yeah. So it's just more like people are just don't want to go in and some people are, are worried about getting sick because it's also winter time still yeah there's that people wearing masks and all that if, if they that feel more comfortable that way mm-hmm. but i think it's just people like working from home that's like their, their jam you know what i'm jealous of hmm. is um for one in europe uh, universal health care that's that'd be great okay sure but um a lot of them also subscribe to the four-day work week yeah yeah i've heard and that I, too. I would like that yeah, you not would. not like not more hours in those four days still the regular hours just <laughs> more weekend time <laughs> nine to five but four days only <laughs> how about three you know just doing it down just more days in the year let's do that how does that <laughs> we had a german exchange student in college mm-hmm. uh he passed he i met him there and he just said like man you americans work all the time when it was just like studying right he was like you guys study the all german the time said that yeah the german said that it was like us in Germany, all of us Europeans, we... I thought Germans are like hardworking people. You mean like strict about it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they try to veer off from uh, that. Are they trying to like be exactly opposite now? Yeah. Way trying over. to shed that reputation? Maybe. You American. <laughs> Wait, that's your German? <laughs> Stick the <laughs> impersonations to me. Okay? okay, let's hear your German. You do the I'm Guten <laughs> <laughs> Tag, America. Schweizer. Three glasses. Um, yeah, I, I would like to do a four-day work week. Oh, yeah? Because um, I feel like by the time I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in my groove. Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I'm almost done. It's like, well, you got to go home. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, also, Fridays, people are kind of phoned in. Yeah. Right. Might as well just not be there. <laughs> if you do it, though, does Thursday become the new Friday where people are phoned in? That's a thing. Right. I think um, the company, like the power is shifting now to the company owners and are like, mm-hmm. we're bringing you in. Elon's like, you got to come in and you're quitting. You right. Know? Yeah. A lot of these big companies are making shifts and all that and taking the power back. Yeah. I thought more companies would lean towards the remote work. Right. But I think some, yeah, like you said, some companies are going back on that. And I think it's because 
they're not seeing the same productivity, maybe. I think they noticed that from the get-go. Yeah. The thing is, they had a lot of employees. And yeah. because of recent things, they're like, well, if you're shit happy, you have your job, you know, so come right. into work. Okay. It's like that type of thing. Yeah, I guess. The whole atmosphere. I never had a chance to work from home, mm-hmm. which is probably good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't trust myself on You would get lazy. <laughs> I, you've had times where you like go home in the middle of the day because you're like you're near home already, right? And you just work from home for the second half. But it was like one yeah. or two times. There's times where like I have to because we have multiple offices. I'll go to one office mm-hmm. and um and I'm I I am finished at that office, right? But I'm way further out from our main headquarters. That I'm like right next door to the house already. Right here, yeah. So it's like I'm not gonna go back and forth for one to work one more hour at the main office. You get more productive if you just go home. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. My, my office at some days it's five feet away from my bed. So you told me like one day going to work would take an hour and a half. Yeah. So that was just because of the recent storms here in California. Yeah. And it's like, I was looking at the, I had the choice. Do I want to go in or not? I was looking at the, the Google maps mm-hmm. and it was like an hour and a half just to get to work when one it's typically way. 35 or so. Yeah, I, I would already have my day planned, my week planned just from the weather. Knowing yeah. like, oh, it's raining these days. I'm not going in those days. Yeah, I got to do that more because uh, I haven't been paying attention until it's already here. Yeah, because the, 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 the driving in the rain is terrible. I almost got in accidents multiple times already. Really? The past couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, crap. I didn't know that. Just because pe- people, Californians especially, once it starts raining, they don't know how to drive. They panic? Yeah. Yeah. Like they drive like it's not raining. Oh, okay. Like one car almost hit me and I... All, I couldn't stop because the road's wet. So I skid kind of like towards the side. Get here, there. Or, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, on a regular dry day, I would have stopped fine. Reacted. It's it's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> Just pointing this out. Yeah. Luckily, I'm a great driver. So I don't know what to you say. You figure it out. Okay. Yeah. You save the day. Yeah. Uh, I remember the, it was New Year's. We were driving to a family party and there was a landslide. Like there was like, mm-hmm. like a cliff and just this like wet dirt falling to the mud, you know, falling from the side of a cliff yeah. onto our freeway we were on. California is not designed for rain. Yeah. We're just like learning that now. We had years of like droughts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was some news about it where it's like that drought level might have been reversed a bit because of the recent storms, but it's not worth it. I don't <laughs> think so. It wasn't worth it. I'd rather have droughts for the rest of All right, that's, California. Uh, just regular? Regular amount of rain's good? Let's pray for Can that. Can we spread it out? Like, does it have to be two weeks of a storm? <laughs> Stock to somebody, God. Can we put yeah. in a request we, ticket? Yeah, it's just a storm from the X Men. Can we put a request in? <laughs> climate change. Better change right. the climate. Uh, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Read a Copy, we split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news, and then we'll talk about a comic book. Today, we're talking about Thief of Thieves. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, been watching, reading, and entertainment we've taken in this week. Let's get into the news. Number one news thing is the second trailer. I think it's the second trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, whenever I think of this title, yes, I forget the Wasp part and the Wasp. And the Wasp. I always go Ant-Man Quantumania. Oh, wow. How sexist. How... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is she? She is in the trailer, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
She, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- I'm not sure she says a word in the trailer yet. The Wasp is such a bigger character in the comics. Like that's true. Way more important. Yeah, it is more of a dynamic. I think. I mean, they're literally different characters. Yeah. Right. In, in this trailer, it seems like the the older Wasp might be more important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's the actual character from the comic we know, so yeah. she has more to do with everything. Yeah, she spent some time down there. Yeah, yeah she's held, held a residency. <laughs> so we get to see a lot more of the quantum realm that's right a lot more of kang and maybe a little bit more of what the plot will entail it sounds like cassie lang got into some hot trouble and gets bailed out by the family and somehow gets them also into more trouble getting stuck in the microverse or whatever the quantum realm yeah i wonder because remember like um walter goggins character in the second one oh yeah he was hiring them to steal stuff like equipment, right? Mm. And then he would pay them and that's how they funded money to build their lab or whatever. Okay. Right? So I wonder if she's kind of continuing that, like stealing things to help build this invention that she's trying to create. And that's why she gets like busted. There's a scene of her like in, in jail. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering about that because I mean, her dad's a thief, right? The, right. <laughs> the movies are uh, heist movies, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what they, they are. Kind of, yeah. So maybe she's learning in that direction, kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, scruffy kind of a kid figuring out just playing tinkering with the mm-hmm. with the microverse uh, quantum technology do you think um, I think Marvel has this kind of problem every other person's a super genius it's getting like up there right the numbers yeah. what's up with that so there's Hank Pym right and now I guess uh, Cassie Lang is hanging out with him a lot so sure. now she's a super genius just that easy and then Shuri and Riri like just throw her in there she's a genius Tom Holland Spider-Man is pretty smart pretty smart yeah and Ned built like Ned was able to hack the Spider-Man costume in the first movie. Well, they're going to MIT, right? They are super geniuses. <laughs> it's always centered around that school. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to be super genius in there, in that universe. We're going to get a couple more. Reed Richards and who else? I Dr. Mean, Doom. There should be a level, right? I don't think Hank Pym is the same level as like Stark and Reed Richards, but they're not here yet. They're not here right now. <laughs> sure. So we need one. We need someone super smart. Yeah. I, I think this next generation are going to be like the smart techie people but have some lessons to learn right they have to sure. grow somehow okay all right i guess <laughs> you hate lessons in your superhero <laughs> movies and comics i don't need to learn anything <laughs> i'm an adult <laughs> So then um, they get stuck in the quantum realm. We see this in the other trailer too. Yeah. But uh, it looks like Kang and Adamant have to make a deal. I guess Kang is stuck in the quantum realm. You think that's what it is? He's in prison? That's what it is, yeah. And they need to uh, make a deal. Somehow Adamant has the ability the ability to get him out. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's through the technology of shrinking and growing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So they make a deal, but obviously in the trailer, it looks like it backfires and they're they're fighting at the end and... And even Ant-Man looks like he's like, I don't care if I get out of here as long as you don't. I, I think there's some type of trick Kang has got, right? Sure. Uh, he's making a deal with the devil here, basically. Pretty much. Uh, I think the deal, it looks like he's going to reverse time so that he can spend more time with younger Cassie, right? And like, oh. wrote, like raise her. Yeah. Like, real, right? Be there for her. Right. I think that's the deal. But we also saw there's like a lot of Ant-Mans in one scene. Yeah, there's a scene where like he like splits in two. Is that some type of like another timeline Ant-Man or something like that? And maybe he's the only timeline that's getting his wish while these all these other ones are like getting screwed yeah. over somehow. Maybe it's that type of thing. And that's where he, the less the 
deal backfires on him. I think what like, I'm imagining. Like imagine, um, because there's like infinite parallel universes, right? Yeah. And although Iron Man's have reached this point, right, where they're stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Kang is like, I'll just make a deal with all of you, and whoever does the thing for me, uh, will get their life back. It's a competition. So that's why it looks like there's a bunch of Ant Man like racing or like running towards the spot. And then there's a scene where, like, there's one, like, giant man, right? But he kind of, like, unravels. Yeah. Like, he kind of melts, right? Or something like that. And it's the exact same effect, special effect, that um, Wanda did to Reed Richards in Multiverse. Like, he becomes, like, stringy. Oh. It's exactly the same. You think it's some type of, like, uh, relation to her powers? Her powers come from one of the Infinity Stones, too, right? Right. I I just, I think it's some kind of theory of strings. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think maybe everything is just made of strings. That's the theory. That's my theory. (laughs) Everything is made of strings. Did you know that? I just came up with this. I don't know. So quirky. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the whole deal, like, I saw, you know, Jonathan Majors casting as Kang. I'm curious now. I didn't really love his He Who Will Remains. Cause, uh, he Who Remains, yeah. Here, he's like, he's got, he's, do, he's doing his villain voice. Right? You thought you could win. <laughs> I hope he doesn't do that the whole time. I think he's doing a Josh Brolin kind of impression. <laughs> you thought you could win. I did enjoy him in The End of Loki as that version of Kang. That was weird. I liked how... It's almost like unpredictable kind of characteristics. About yeah. Him. He's like a jokester or something. Yeah. But he's also like, I don't even care what you do if you kill me or not. Right. He's lived it all. Yeah. This is whatever. This is exciting for him. Yeah. What comes next. Okay. But this Kang's a different guy. I mean, it's Kang now. It's a different person. Yeah. We supposedly. see him, you know, use his powers. We see him in his full costume. Uh, we see him in the scene where he's like holding like a power orb or something that he's putting into like a chamber. Oh. And I think in the comics that has something to do with him like being able to like, that's like the source of his power or something like of time travel. Some type of orbs? Yeah. Time orbs. Yeah. And then there's a scene where like, I forget the name of the city that is in the quantum realm, but like it's protected or it's like surrounded by these rings. Oh. Right? That, yeah. That when they spin, it looks like they form like a ball. Oh, I see. And it's just like the Ten Rings. It looks like just like the Ten Rings. It does look like I've seen a lot of like fan edits of sure, mixing in those rings with those, that city. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess that's where the Ten Rings come from, the quantum I, realm. Yeah. I mean, he does time travel, right? Yeah. Maybe those rings time travel to a thousand years ago when, when uh, uh, Shang-Chi's father got it. Sure. I don't know. It sounds well, like it's older than him, those right. rings, right? Yeah. There's, um, there's a version of Kang that instead of like in the future, he goes to the past and decides to just be like ruler of Egypt or something. Yeah. I think it's right. called Ramen Tut. Yeah. And in the comics, he actually goes up against um, Khonshu. Oh. So this could tie in with Moon Knight a little bit. I like that. I like that. I'd want to see him, different versions of him without the like the blue look and purple. Yeah. Different garbs, different uh, costumes. I mean, we've had a lot of movies to see that, I guess. Well, the trailer says it's something like this is the beginning of the dynasty. Dynasty. So oh. it's leading up to definitely like Kang Dynasty. He's probably going to have some kind of presence in every movie going forward until Kang Dynasty. Yeah, right. He's the he's like the new Thanos in a way, right? Tying everything together. What do you What do you think if like every time we see him, it's a different version? I love that actually. I think not that'd be the great. same exact character. What if this is the first we see of this Kang, and then we see yeah. him? The the last one will be later on, like the, the last, be. the second time with the last one, you know? Yeah. I like that. So um, he has like an army, right? And he has like a blue helmet and then the rest of his like, whatever. His crew? His crew. They also have like the blue glowing helmet, but you can't see the face. It covers it. Like it, it's shining brighter or something. 
But my theory is they're all Kangs. Oh, like they all are versions of him? Yeah, it's just he's like the most dominant one. He's the appointed leader of them? Yeah, he's the one that is more mochismo. <laughs> The the conqueror, right? Yeah. Maybe there's a Kang, the, the passive. Yeah, everyone else is the can't. <laughs> I like that. Kang the cannot do. <laughs> and then he has one uh, another character that's joining him. Yes. That uh, I, This is the one I love the most. You do? Yeah, I love it. We have Modok entering. Yeah. So what do you think of the look of him so far? I think it's the perfect way to introduce this silly of a character. Because you can't, like, in, in the comics, I don't think he's really tied to Kang no. or the Quantum Realm or anything like that. But in the MCU, it makes total sense. Whereas, in, like, I wouldn't want to see him in, like, a Captain America movie. Okay. Him in a, a microverse, like, entering this way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, yeah. You really don't know what's down there, so what the heck? Well, do you know who it is? It's uh, Corey Stoll. Yeah. The guy that plays Darren Cross, uh, yeah. Yellow Jacket. So in my head, he like shrunk down so much that he just took transforms into that obscure body. Oh, and his his head didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it just shrunk less. Yeah. Uh, so you think it's the same one? It's exactly him, yeah. Because I was thinking it's a different universe one of, of him, like a copy. But that, I, I like your idea better. Well, because at the end of Ant-Man 1, that's how they defeat him. Is he like, Scott Lang like forces him to shrink so small. Right. And just his legs and, and just disappear. Arms, yeah. And he, the way more. he shrinks is like kind of like collapsing legs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's like folding on in himself. Yeah. So okay. it to- like now you say like, oh, he's Modoc. You're like, okay, that lines up. Whereas if you were to say like how he's in the comics, he's like, made by a, a secret like aim evil scientist group yeah like that's dumb that doesn't make sense for the movies oh yeah i guess the secret organization doesn't lend itself to the real world like right. your corporation yeah that i guess it doesn't really work like aim was in iron man 3 yeah right and it's not the same kind of aim as the comics yeah we really don't know them i mean they're in that movie but uh there could be some type of tie to that for some reason, but I don't see where it fits. I just technology. You know. I like um, Corey Stoll. I think he's a pretty good actor. Is he a good casting for this or does it just work for the story? It just, I mean, he was good for Yellow Jacket. Yeah. And it works for the story. So I'm fine with him playing this character. It, it depends. He, Modoc's always been a joke thing. I, I hope they make his voice higher somehow. <laughs> like his vocal cords shrank even more, you know? <laughs> Here's my theory. Yeah. And I, this could be very spoiler, but. But my guess is, because um, he like works for Kang, right? He's like side with him. Yeah. But uh, he's actually going to turn on Kang and help the Pims. Yeah. And Ant-Man. He wants, I want my body back. He's going to be like, oh, I, I'm stuck like this. So I might as well help you guys. Okay. You think so? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he, if anything, he would see the power of Kang so far. He was, he's like, I don't want to cross yeah, him. Yeah, but he was like uh, Hank Pym's like successor, right? He loved him at a certain point. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he looked up to him a lot. Right. So I think he is going to... Realize what he did was wrong, and he was just gonna help him in the end. You like that? Yeah. So you're gonna make Modok a hero? Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm surprised to see him back. I thought he was gonna be done with that character and never see that that actor again. But it was uh, interesting to see him there. Mm-hmm. He looks funny. <laughs> I mean, the character is a giant head. He looks like Zordon, like a floating Zordon. He's the head detective. <laughs> Uh, but he's got that metallic look too where he's like ready to fight I'm curious if yeah. that's actually going to be formidable mm-hmm. you know that's fun okay here's another theory I have that could line up with some other news we have later 
But like, what if at the end, I think I said this already, the end of the movie, when they get out of the quantum realm, it's like a decade later. Okay. And then what, what, what else? I'm just saying they lost a decade. Okay. like Ant-Man lost five years in between the Ant-Man 2 and Endgame. Right? Yeah, him just spinning around the quantum realm. Yeah, they're in the quantum realm. The time's different. So when they get out, it's going to be like, maybe the world has changed. Maybe it's been taken over by something. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's mutants around. Maybe Fantastic Four has already been doing their stuff. Fantastic Four movie could take place in between them in the quantum realm. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. Like a flash forward. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like the idea. I mean, a lot of time shifting around. Who knows? Well, what are the odds that they would come back at the same time they entered or a moment after, right? Like, what are the odds that would... I really don't know what the rules are. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not... I didn't make time travel. He's shrunk down like a lot of times and been different ages and all that. So, I really don't know. Yeah. uh, Last thing I want to mention is um, in the comics, in Secret Wars, like the worlds, all the universes kind of collided and made a battle world, right? Yeah. Which I think is kind of a silly thing for the movies to do. Oh, really? So my guess, what if the whole movie just takes place in the quantum realm? Like, it's almost like just another dimension that, you know, you could mess up. (laughs) (laughs) A pocket dimension? Yeah. Like all the universes, because we know so many different universes are going to be in it. Like, that's kind of like the middle point. Yeah, I like that. That's not um, necessarily a different universe, the, the quantum realm. It's maybe like a, a nexus verse, right? They sure. all, it's all shared across them. Yeah. I like that. And like you said, like maybe that's where all the Kangs meet. So it obviously makes sense. That's where they would all yeah. congregate mm-hmm. in all the different universes, you know, so connecting I, points. I could totally see like that actually taking place in the quantum verse, quantum realm. Okay. I like the idea of like all of the universes like shattering in on each other and they're getting folded into the quantum realm and they have to fight off somehow. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's the battleground. Right, exactly. But they're getting pulled in. And my guess is not all of them make it out. And when they get out, it's almost like a soft reboot of the entire MCU. Okay. You just want that so you can get... I don't think I want that. I think that's what they're going to do. You think that's what they're going to do? I I, I think they're going to bank on some of the stars that are still around. See how that goes, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm saying it's not going to be like a hard reset. I just think it's like kind of like what phase four is. Something different. Yeah, maybe less of a continuation. I mean... Yeah, like right now, I mean, the beginning the movie they seem like a happy family so it's like they're all peaceful it is like right now is like the reboot time in a way sure um when i was mentioning the time jump i was referencing what i think is going to be happening in the agatha series oh you do yeah because Agatha, Coven of Chaos, is going to start filming, what is it, like this week? Yeah, like next week in uh, January 16 or so. Yeah, so like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're time traveling here. Um, so th- this show, the more I hear about it, the more interested I am in it. You think so? Yeah, so... Uh, Agatha, which she's been in like a, some type of magic prison kept there by right. Scarlet Witch. And everything's pointing to it's she's still stuck in Westview because a lot of the actors are returning. The same ones like um, that mean blonde one from from uh, Scarlet uh, from uh, uh, WandaVision. Vision, right? WandaVision. <laughs> And uh, they, they're starting filming soon with uh, Catherine Hahn as the main actress. I like Catherine Hahn. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. You think she's going to carry the show? Yeah. And I think we'll see her more range because in WandaVision, she had to play like this undercover kind of character. Yeah. And then and then when she's revealed, you know, she's um, totally different. But I think now in the, her own series where she's not hiding anything, we'll get to see her evolve even more. That it was Agatha all along. <laughs> I think... Um, 
um, a lot of people suspect she's the reason like Wanda could come back. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the the big surprise here that I I think people are talking about is it's gonna be a big thing for Wiccan for that character to come back and kind yeah. of age up because he's like you mentioned some type of time. There you go. Forwarding time aging time travel. I don't know, but yeah. that character could be more of a teenager age. Yep. Because. I th- uh, all the signs point to a young Avengers team up down the road. Uh, yep. There, it's like all these signs. So my guess is like, um, if Ant-Man ends, they get out and whatever. They, they've done time jumps before. Yeah. What if every everything time jumped five years? That makes more sense for Wiccan to be in it than than the versions we've seen already, where he's like pretty young still. Yeah, he's like uh, eight or ten or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like, you can't use that same actor. I don't think it would work. Right. So. Now, it's just another, like, support to my theory that there's going to be a time jump. Okay. I, I think... A very in- House of Dragons time jump. Oh, okay. <laughs> Different actors, right? Like <laughs> like you said. I think, like you said, with the quantum realm, where it's its own pocket thing, mm-hmm. there's so much magic involved in Westview. Yeah. Maybe, like, that whole world, their little tiny pocket can yeah. just shift and be in its own place. And if it time travels or just people age differently in a way... Well, for one oh, thing, for, another thing, like... yeah. These kids don't exist in our world yeah, right now. They don't exist yet, or, but I think maybe Agatha breaks out of her little prison and makes it her own world and tries to recreate him. Cause she's just like, him, yeah. Just in a way to get to that Scarlet Witch power without reviving the big bad of the Scarlet Witch. What if he comes in the older version from another dimension or whatever? All right. And he frees Agatha to be like, you need, I need you to get my mom oh. back. So that's why I'm helping you. Interesting. Okay. Uh, possibly maybe just to break her out of prison. Like who needs to that, that power? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Another uh, character that's rumored, we know Aubrey Plaza's in it. Yeah. I was going to say like, we have all these other Westview characters, but this new actress, Aubrey, is, yeah. is entering the cast. I think she, a lot of people are saying she's going to be playing um, Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know a lot of these magic characters. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's a whole pocket of things that I, I don't pay attention to all the time. Uh, yeah. They just like sneak in when I read Doctor Strange comics. Morgan Le Fay is from like Merlin stuff? I think so. Uh, back then, I'm not sure, but uh, I would imagine it's, maybe it's a different uh, witch trying to break out Agatha, right? Yeah. But it's, it seems kind of repetitive in a way of witches trying to draw f- power from other witches. Maybe that's a trend. Maybe that's a thing. <laughs> maybe that's how they stay alive. Yeah. It's like Hocus Pocus. Oh, there you go. This is literally like Hocus Pocus, right? They get the powers from Well, the we've kids. already seen this. <laughs> They've already rebooted this. Do we need it in a, a sequel? Come on. So let's say um, Morgan, because like we know Agatha is like super old, right? She's from like the 2018. What? The 20s? 1820s? The Salem witch trials. So like 1600s. 1600s? I think so. Yeah. Were we burning witches in America? Yeah. But like when it was already America? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I think it was 1600s. It was pilgrim time, (laughs) right? In my head, um, the... I'm totally wrong, but in my head, Europeans came to America and they just made America. What are you saying? Like, like we went here in like 1700s, like 1750, and by 1776, it was America already. Well, I think we came here before 1750, whatever. Yeah, I, it was a long I time. I guess that makes sense. It was but a gradual when change. When I just think about it in my head, it's like, no, we just came and made America. We, we like, we landed here and then we're like signing but something. When I say we, it's not even a we. Yeah. I don't look like. I don't look like the we I'm talking about. John Adams, yeah. (laughs) John Adcock. No. 
but when you say 1600s in my head i'm like there weren't it was still native american land that's what that's what it should have been but yeah. no yeah we're talking about uh uh belt buckles on your hats you know <laughs> we're talking we're talking br- a lot of brooms what uh what year was pilgrim stuff yeah like 1600s that was 1600s that's, i think that's literally like the salem witch trials time that's marvel was it 1608 or something like that <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like a oh, oh the the uh, uh, the uh, yeah, the Sandman, right? Freaking. So we know Agatha's from that time. So yeah. she's like uh, makes her like four hundred years old. Yeah, she's been around. So she's been if, around the block. If Morgan Le Fay has been around like medieval times, even older, huh? even older, maybe we can rope in like the original like Black Knight into that. Oh yeah, right. Okay, this just lends more to that, that <laughs> other section of Marvel we haven't really. It's been kind of quiet recently. Like this, yeah, the monsters and uh, Blade. I mean, does that movie have? <laughs> I wish we could have at least seen um what the hell's the guy's name? Yeah. I was gonna say Nathan Drake, but it's not that. Nathan Drake. But uh the Black Knight's uh, in costume. I wish we Oh had Kit Harrington. Yeah, but what's the name of uh the character? Oh uh yeah, I, I can't tell you. Kit Harrington. Yes. I wish we could have seen Oh Jon Snow. <laughs> I wish we could have seen his MCU like costume already, but we just saw the sword and he didn't even touch the sword. Yeah, he was hesitant too. Yeah. We don't even know if we're getting the character, I guess. Right. <laughs> he doesn't touch the sword. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good off that little bro. So there's, I, I would want to see like older stuff from Marvel. Yeah. That sounds kind of fun. More magic, ancient things. I mean, we've got some Khonshu stuff, but a different section of the world, you know, medieval right. magic. I think that's why I like Eternals more than the average viewer. Average it, bear. It did um, have a lot of like just world history in it oh, okay and like it's tying into um like ancient lore it's yeah. like oh they're just the eternals that they're talking about maybe that's why i don't like the eternals it's basically ancient aliens <laughs> <laughs> it's history channel at its best yeah it's dad's favorite movie i think <laughs> aliens aliens <laughs> That's literally what Eternals is, right? Like it's pretty the, much aliens came down to Earth. They made pyramids. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was it Mesopotamia. Yeah. They brought like they brought the the plow to us and all that. Like, come on. <laughs> the, there's always like a guy like. There's no way the civilizations back then had the technology to move these giant boulders. (laughs) (laughs) To move rocks? It's impossible, right? (laughs) It would have to be a flying saucer lifted it up and brought it here. This island is actually a celestial. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the shape of a hand. Right? That is like what that show is like. They'll point to things. It looks like this, so that's what it is. (laughs) Come on. Uh, yeah, I, I like that movie. Sure. Yeah. More th- I, I hope we get more of them. I don't say I need a Eternals 2, but I'd like to see those characters roped in into other movies. They're supposedly in like some type of judgment, some type of trial off in space right now. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of hanging threads in Marvel. We're not really picking up on a lot of spinning plates that are... I think they just did, they started too many plans and now it takes long to finish them. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to talk about on the podcast, but <laughs> there's a lot of these planes. I think like... Like a, a rumor or like an interview Kevin Feige had recently where he said like um what's the hell guy's name One Direction Harry Styles Harry Styles his, his Star Fox like yeah. they have way more plans for him really yeah what? that wasn't just like a for fun cameo everyone says like his acting in Don't Worry Darling is just god awful well yeah that's not real right okay <laughs> 
Starbucks. He doesn't even look like a fox. There's a, a thing where um, they're doing like a, a press conference or something. Yeah. And he's sitting next to Chris Pine. Yeah, this is the big drama. Yeah. And he spits on him and he's like, Marvel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, stay, stay dead, Steve Trevor. <laughs> Uh, it's like him and Florence Pure just picking on him. <laughs> I love it, uh, but yeah, I do. I honestly don't want him back. But if that's the if that's the plan, if he's great, if he's it's a, a big gamble to have him in there. Brother of Thanos. Yeah, that's a that's a important family. Yeah, the I think aren't those supposed to be the Eternals in a way? Like what they're called? The Deviants. Like, the Deviants, and then like the the copy of them. I guess are the Eternals. I don't know. In, um, it's like a whole different mix from the comics. It's different in. The TVA, <laughs> I'm going way back now. Wow. And the TVA, you remember they would like, um, there's like these training videos they would show Loki and they're like cartoons. Yeah, animations. Yeah. Um, they said like, oh, we have to do this because if, if we let these branching timelines keep going, it'll lead to a, a war, right? Yeah. And it's happened before, right? And the cartoon shows a, a war happening. And that's why they, the, they created the TVA. And in that cartoon segment where they're showing up a battle, like a war, it looks like it's on Titan. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So I think... Thanos was like privy to that. Do you? Oh, okay. Well, like, remember he talked about his home planet Titan, yeah, and how he was trying to prevent a all-out war on that planet, and he failed. He failed. I think it, it happened there, and he knew about it, or whatever. And like his plan to wipe out half the universe is to like kind of like hold off on that war, like keep it from happening. Oh, okay. Like his whole thing was like keep everyone keep everyone humble in a way so yeah. that they don't go out into war and fight for something. Right. We don't, uh, your greed will lead to more war. Wow. So if we got rid of half the people, you won't be greedy. There'll be a surplus. And um, my, my theory is he's seen that war or ha maybe he's like his a descendant of someone that knows about that happening. Yeah. So he knows kind of like how to stop it and we'll need him back. Oh my all right. Wait, we're going to pull him from a different dimension or revive that zigzag one. What do you like, like better? We're going to go back in time. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, we could either save and bring back Tony or Thanos. And then what? for some reason, like, oh, we can't bring back Tony. Now we have to bring back Thanos. <laughs> He's inevitable. Marty, we have to go to back to the future. <laughs> it's your kids, Thanos. <laughs> Gamora. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sticking with the Marvel, um, Sadie Sink, is yeah. that her name from Sadie uh, Sink. Uh, Stranger Things, who I would have never guessed she was like going to be the breakout of the, all the actors in that show. True, yeah, she she's uh, become kind of a star right now. She especially. killed it in the last season. Yeah, yeah, I mean she's like very like emo in that season. Yeah, but her acting, like especially at the end of that, was great. Yeah, so I could see why studios want her in their movies and and of course marvel wants her in their movies and there's rumors like oh she could play like a jean gray yeah she's got red hair already so i don't think that's that. a good fit though i really don't know i'm not too sure sure about the jean gray character it's so hard to cast i think for, in my head i want jean gray to be like a more commanding female lead. She is kind of put together, right? Yeah. Sadie Sink is like the um, outsider that's kind of yeah. more a loner. Right. So uh, there are rumors of another character that she could play. She's rumored to play the character Songbird.
Bird, who is somewhat called like an anti-hero, like a sometimes a hero, sometimes a villain. And mm-hmm. um, she is like a younger character that has powers of like voice and like echolocation. Like she wears like apparatus and has like strength to use her voice for like force powers in a way. So is she like a mutant character? I don't think so. I'm not too sure, but I think she just got powers from some type of experiment, I think. But she's... I don't know anything about this character. Very tied to, I think, Thunderbolts. So the oh. rumors are is she's going to appear in Thunderbolts. Each of these movies has to have some type of runner-up, some type of younger person to the entry into their Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of like a cheat code. Have okay, a, great. She might be one of the... Maybe the bad Young Avengers, right? The other side. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think she's a great actress. She's a yeah. rising star, right? Yeah. Especially like recently with the movie The Whale, mm-hmm. like she's got some a good attention on her. So it sounds like the MCU wants her in this role. Yeah, I don't know much about the character. So I, I wouldn't like, I can't recommend like if she'd be good in it or not. Yeah. But I know you're right. She is a great actress. You in a way saying like, I don't know this character kind of fits for the Thunderbolts because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're like the G League of, uh, <laughs> of MCU, right? <laughs> yeah. There's some. They're on two-way contracts. There's some bench warmers on the Avengers, and they're like the you know, right? They get pushed down to the bottom of the barrel in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah, they get called in for garbage time. I don't even know what's that. Garbage time in sports lingo is your team can't win anymore. You're so oh. lost already. So I was like, throw them in the the, the fourth stringers, right? There's, yeah, it's just to finish the game because it doesn't matter by time, right? I'm not and, putting the best players in right now. They're excited to be on the court, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, look this at me. like one out of the two times they get to play this season. <laughs> they're dunking when they're like 40 down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny because the other team's not trying anymore. They can't lose. Yeah, I mean, both teams have put in their garbage time players. Okay, I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, they're more like the Water Boys. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't know what the Thunderbolts like. Is it going to feel like the, the Suicide Squad where they're just all going to die off? But they're the characters people don't really pay attention to. I don't think um, it's like a Suicide Squad, like kill off half of them. Yeah. I just think, uh, I think it's going to be more of an Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Where it's like you each have an ability and it's very specific to this part of the mission that we need. Like we need Ghost just for this one thing to like go through a wall and op- open the door. <laughs> Okay, all right. And maybe they just need some type of character that can do voice powers, screaming, right? <laughs> yeah, who knows? her old character name was the Screaming Mimi when she was a uh, a villain. So it's all like, <laughs> okay, I don't know, like kind of like Banshee from the X-Men in a way. Ah, okay. So yeah. like um, uh, Black Canary? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Songbird. I, yeah. I, I didn't know where casting, but yeah. it's a, a big rumor going around now. Well, there was a theory that um, this team that's put together for the Thunderbolts is not the first Thunderbolts. Uh, so there could be a whole other team that they either have to go up against or save or something. And maybe she's part of that original team of characters we never even knew about. Interesting. Okay. So like that whole team could be brand new characters to us, but old characters in the universe. But they've been secret this whole time. Because yeah. it sounds like these Thunderbolts are trying to keep secret. Right. Wow. Making shifts, organizational moves behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I like that. Curious to see if that'll all be, you know, come to fruition. Do you think um, she... Is going to be such a big of a star that they don't want to waste her in a character that no one knows. That's why I'm thinking like maybe this character is written in a way that's going to have more meat to it, like more of a bigger role than her role in the comics. 
Maybe they Do you like that when they sometimes. elevate a character that just because the actor or actress it becomes more popular? The actress, I don't know about the actress, but I mean, elevating characters is kind of what the MC was built on. Like Captain America, Iron Man were not the hot stuff when they their movies came out. I guess you're right. Yeah, right. The tall words. No one cared about the Avengers before the movies. <laughs> Nobody cared about them before they put on the mask. <laughs> All that matters is our plan. <laughs> Fire rises, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious. I, I Maybe she should be in a different role. Maybe she, an X-Men character would fit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitty Pride in a way? What do you think? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. I just think if like, because like it's kind of what happened with Jennifer Lawrence, I think, in the X-Men movies. Oh, J-Law? She uh, did a, a role and then her other movies were so successful. She got very popular that they kind of like made that character of Mystique way more important. Yeah, that was lame, huh? Yeah. She became like the third lead, which I understand. She's a star, but that character is not. She, I think she didn't want that character to be a star. Like she was kind of out the door. Like she wanted to be written off. Right. Right. Because yeah. so it sucks to have to wear that makeup. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Basically nude, right? Yeah. So she she yeah she's she was tired of it i get it so like when she um did have to do it in the later movies she was either not in the blue makeup for like half the movie or when she was she was wearing like long sleeves the whole costume right the x-men yeah, suits. so that way it just be her face and hands and then they, they ended it with her like she was gonna lead the next crew of x-men and then that just did not pan out well they ended it in dark phoenix where she did not she did not pan out yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Was, let me ask you this. Um, we've had Avengers versus X-Men in the comics. Uh-huh. What if we make the uh, X-Men younger? Would you hate if the X-Men were younger and they're the ones fighting the young Avengers? Young Avengers versus X-Men. Look, I get that X-Men, <laughs> <laughs> I get that X-Men started with teenagers, yeah. right? Um, but that's not the X-Men we all fell in love with. That we all watched in, in the, the yeah. 90s. X-Men grew in popularity the second wave mm-hmm. when... Because um, like X-Men like stopped print for like six months. Because it was just not a hot item. Right? Yeah, they did like a year of whatever publication and no one was into it. And then they stopped for six months. And then they... I don't know why, but they started again. And that kind of picked up. And then finally you get to... Um, the one where like the original X-Men get kidnapped or trapped and Cyclops has to recruit new X-Men to save them. And that's when we get the more international roster. They get the Russian Colossus. They get the African Storm. Right. They get... Um, Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler. They get... Is it Thunderbird? Thunderbird, yeah. And then they get the Wolverine. So each one of those, they're, they're a different like, race. They wanted to show that diversity. And that's when it got really popular. Okay. Right there. Yeah. Whole new crew. Right. A different... Yeah. If you think about it, it's a whole new roster. Right? Yeah. And that's when it picked up. So I don't want to see the teenager one of five white kids. All right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to see a blue hairy one. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, he was. He started out white. He yeah. turned blue. <laughs> He's an avatar. <laughs> Um, speaking of diversity, you know, it was like had diversity like in the forefront. Do you remember the cartoon Captain Planet? I do. Yeah. Cause he was not white. <laughs> he was definitely not white. But like the, the way it was, was like, there's like five kids. Yes. And a monkey. <laughs> right. Okay. And they each had a uh, element and they're from different parts of the globe. And when they would unite their powers. Different uh, in their powers being. Okay. Fire, earth, water, wind, heart. Heart. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone knows the element of heart. And with those powers, they form. Captain Planet, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> So there, I didn't know this was a thing that was going on already. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is known for being an environmentalist. Like yeah. he'll have he'll win awards and he'll be up there. Like thanks for the award and everything, but let's save the elephants, right? That's right. That's he his whole that. deal. Yeah. Um, so he's been kind of passionate about making a Captain Planet movie for a long time now. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. I I, I think it's true, and okay. it's just like kind of a quiet like I kind of want to make it. Uh, but this is new to me too, and I'm I'm loving this fact. But he's kind of too old to play that character, and so he they have he talks with him and Glenn Powell from Top Gun. Do you know that character? Okay, yeah, Hangman. I, yeah, I w- uh, would rather him play Cyclops. <laughs> I'd rather him play Johnny Storm. That's my pick. No, you want to play Cyclops, really? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he uh, can carry it. Slim. Yeah, that's Cyclops' nickname. He's kind of sl- yeah. Okay, <laughs> I envisioned him as the Cyclops with the brown leather jacket, but like. Like, you remember the Cyclops with the hood? But he would never wear the hood. It was just like off. Oh, it's like new X-Men. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. You, that that cool Cyclops. Yeah. The edgy cool. one. Yeah. Emo. No. Red he, sunglasses. He's going to he's gonna be smiling all the time. He's going to uh, fix the environment. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna hang out with kids from different countries that have accents. And a monkey. Yeah, and a monkey. Uh, so that's the whole thing. He's, he, he, the plan was him to be Captain Planet, and then Leonardo DiCaprio would play the villain, like a, like some type of mustache twirling villain. Do you remember the villains in Captain Planet? I just looked it up recently because we're talking about it now, yeah. but kind of barely. What are the all the villains? In Captain I, I don't Planet? remember all of them, but then there's like, they're just like, I, I want to make a factory. <laughs> <laughs> so the the villain of Captain Planet was big business. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, I am i don't care about the toxic waste that I'm creating. I'm just going to dump these barrels into the lake. Yeah. And I think one of them had like a pig nose. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think, didn't they also like band together and make Captain Pollution? Yeah. I so just there saw was that a, a, like an anti-Captain Planet. Yeah, I want to be in his side. I want to have his ring and, you know, be on his team. I think he's going to win. (laughs) But I I like this idea, Captain Planet movie. Apparently, the property of Captain Planet is owned by Warner Brothers. Oh, really? So, like, like, like Hanna-Barbera, right? And that's under Warner Brothers. Oh, I didn't know he's Hanna-Barbera. So, I think it's a possibility could work out. Maybe Warner Brothers, like, let's hedge our bets. Let's have superheroes in different universes. Well, I see them creating uh, a movie if they were going to do a captain planet movie closer to like a power rangers style movie the newer ones oh yeah yeah because like it is a silly idea five teenagers using their ring powers to create like uh, an entity that is like all powerful yeah like bringing all these rings together into one hand and then they uh, yeah each one create like a universe thing, different color. color yeah there's no way that would be entertaining no cinema that's not going to be the best-selling movie of all time no <laughs> He's just trying, I mean, it's just the opposite method, right? Where Thanos was trying to eradicate all of the beings. Uh-huh. He's trying to bring back all of the forestry and, you know, I, I, the whales are back. I, I used to watch Captain Planet, but not regularly. I didn't follow it. I didn't see every episode. So I don't even know when he's formed and he is a being now. Yeah. I don't even know what he can do after that. Like, does he have powers? Like, does he shoot lasers? Does I don't know what he does. Let me tell you the most recent uh, Captain Planet thing I've seen. It was actually played by Don Cheadle. Okay, I know this one. <laughs> the funnier die video. He's yeah. like converting people to trees and he gets evil. And he's like, <laughs> call me back. I dare you. 
<laughs> but so yeah, I'd love that recasting. He he can work at both universes. <laughs> Easy <laughs> war machine over there. I'm just Captain Planet here. The villain mm, evens out. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, do you know if you could pick another actor to play him, Captain Planet? Because he also he rocks a mullet. That's true. So you gotta gotta get an actor that can really do that and not, not everybody can rock that it's a weird look right if you think about it it's a green mullet he, is it blue skin or more like silver I can't tell because it's a cartoon yeah it's like a light blue almost translucent <laughs> and then he's wearing what looks like like a maybe like a race car driver's like whole get up uh, yeah I don't know what it is yeah yeah but like that's red and metallic and then like just the mm. yellow globe on his chest yeah a lot of colors yeah you gotta be able to pull that off riffraff <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who would you pick you think like Austin Butler could do it? Oh my no! <laughs> he's got he's got to be like pretty built in a way, like you know, flying around and okay. He's still a hero. I think Glenn Powell is actually a good pick. Uh, all right, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this movie needs to happen. Miles Teller, <laughs> okay, he could play good Captain Pollution. I think that's a good casting actually. Keep the mustache. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's already writing itself. <laughs> I can imagine him like just dumping barrels on his free time into the the ocean because it's his hobby. <laughs> uh, that was just a little fun thing. I love that. If they could possibly make a Captain Planet movie, I'd watch it today. I want it to be like hokey, like like ridiculous. We're making fun of themselves. That's what I want. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. A lesson. They know it's campy a little bit, hokey, uh, almost like a Shazam or something. Yeah, but like even more, like even more. Yeah, tongue in cheek. Like it's gonna almost like a cartoon made live action. Okay, but maybe maybe there is a lesson at the end. I guess I guess you know Captain Planet was all about that stuff. You know, I remember um, a few years ago at a Comic Con, like there's a picture of the show floor, and someone there's like posters. You know, you could just see posters of upcoming movies. Oh yeah. Someone photoshopped it. That looked very real. Really? It looked like they made a, um, a Captain Planet poster. It's like concept art? Yeah. You didn't see any being. It just had like the, f the elements, right? And a tagline. Because like in the show, they're like, our powers combined. Yeah. It just said that our powers combined or something like that. And then and it looked like space with like the elements. And, so, and it looked like in a position where like it wasn't the main focus like is very like um, easy to miss. So it looked like, oh, did anybody see this? Like they're making. Oh. So it was fake, but trying to make it look real. Tiny Easter egg as if it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I like that though. Like kind of making it serious in a way. Yeah. Oh, powers combined. That's one thing you could do is make it overly serious. Oh, okay. Do you think you could can like get people on the climate change side and everything? I don't think it's Man, it's, it's raining in California. <laughs> Recycle. I don't, I don't think it's going to change anything. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. At the end of the movie, I'm still going to throw my popcorn thing in the I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to throw my popcorn in box on the ground. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> You're literally making it someone else's problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for the news. Um, I do hope well, there could be a Captain Planet thing. See, I, yeah. I think I won you over, and yeah. I think the movie's going to win everyone over. <laughs> right. uh, hope we won you over. If you would like, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just find us in all your podcast apps or even on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let us know if you want to see the Captain Planet movie. All right, we reached the point where we talk about a comic, and this week it is Thief of Thieves. I've been looking at our episodes recently. I feel like we've gotten a lot of action, things going on, a lot of superheroes, so maybe some Ninja Turtles here and there. I've been thinking we need to switch things up a bit. Um, uh, how about the crime world, right? That, that's an active thing in the comic book. So I wanted to take a look 
at this one comic, Thief of Thieves. Um, this is a, a good one I've, I've read in the past, long time ago. I actually think I picked this up at the library and we checked it out and I like ran through like all the comics when that was out at the time, I think. Like checked them out all at once and finished them like in one go. It's a fun little comic. I think it's um, a very imagey comic. Imagey? <laughs> like image comics, this is it. Yeah, for for the modern day image, yeah. right? Yeah. They kind of switch on things, maybe again, like a tear away from the superhero stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it's from Image Comics, came out under the Skybound imprint. That's, of course, uh, Robert Kirkman's imprint over there at Image Comics. Uh, came out in 2012. Uh, and up till now, it's totaling 43 issues already. So Is it still ongoing? I think it's not. I think it's done. Okay. I think he's got a lot of different uh, things going on, that guy Kirkman. But I think he wrote it, and he mainly just did the, the story. Like, he get the story overall right. story idea, and then it's written by... Um, the author Nick Spencer, and do, do you know that name? Sounds familiar. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty uh, big in the uh, past couple of years. Uh, he's a a big Marvel guy. He did a lot of uh, uh, Spider Man. Like he took over for Dan Slott right oh, after. Oh, okay, maybe that's why I know the Amazing Spider Man. Like yeah. so, he's he's pretty big in, in the Marvel side of things. Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Steve Rogers. So a lot of different Marvel stuff. And then he was like the main guy for the Secret Empire. Uh, storyline. Okay. Yeah. Um, our artist today is Sean Martin Bro, and he's known for this kind of like film noir style. And I think that comes out in this comic, you know, a thief, right? He is in the shadows all the time. Um, and he, uh, like, like that, he did a comic called Luke Cage Noir. I'm curious about mm-hmm. that. I, I don't know anything about it, but all I saw was like, Nick Cage or Luke Cage in a uh, in like a debonair looking like a like a fedora, right? So I think a, okay. a different time period for this Luke Cage character. Um, so this is an interesting property. It actually has a video game based on this comic out already. Did is you know that Telltale? I thought it was, and I think it's not. Oh, yeah. Is it that look? No, not really. You actually don't play as the main character. He plays the apprentice character Celia, and oh, I don't know this game at all. It's it, yeah, it's, I think it's more like a top-down game, and you're like, oh, top-down. You're like, <laughs> you're like a uh, like a cat burglar going okay. around town. Yeah. Well, the main character, uh, we'll see later. He plays as like yeah, they got in your ear as you're burglaring. Yeah. Right. Um, and there were some rumors for a long time, like I think Kirkman even said like they're trying to make this into a TV show, right? Because uh, it kind of lends itself to that. Um, but I, it's been a couple years now. I don't, know, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I could totally see it though. Maybe on like um, Stars. <laughs> no, not, it would be on AMC obviously, right? With, no, I'm just saying like the style of uh, it and stuff, like it's on um, Paramount Plus. Okay. I think I see what you're saying. Who would, who would be you cast in this? Like just like a random person who'd be in this vibe of show, like I mean, it's John Ham. It is John. It does look like John Ham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they use John Ham's likeness. John Ham's for face. sure. Yeah, Don Draper. He looks just like him. But our, our main character, his name is Conrad Paulson, aka Redmond. But he is more of like a Danny Ocean type of a, a character, right. right? The the master thief that's well known, Legend. right? Like you know the name Redmond, yeah. right? In, in the streets, right? Of, of uh, High-end thievery. It's him and Method Man. What? <laughs> Red Man. <laughs> Red Man. <laughs> and if they get him right away. But, uh, you, you know, I, I think he's not the Danny Ocean that will just, like, walk up to a casino. He's, like, more of, like, get your hands dirty, we'll do the actual work type of thing. Yeah. Right. Like, the opening shot is he's, like, rappelling down to steal something. Exactly. So let's jump into that now. He's rappelling down. We see 
this is uh, him like on, on a mission. We're just catching him in the middle of it, and he's stealing from this. Uh, looks like a like a warehouse or like a, like this room on this yacht, right? With all this like um, high end stuff there. But he got caught because there's a lot of guards around him, and he just he's he's caught right now, right? And so the the naval officers pull up to the the owner of the property that's stolen, and it's this countess. Um, this uh, woman that's of high caliber, right? Rich, right. dangly earrings and all that. And she's like, why am I woken up for this? Someone has stolen my my jewelry. I can't believe this. And they're like, the captain's like, well, let's go um, confirm that your stuff is missing. That's right. And they go to like, the, this ship has like a vault, right? Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of like um, private lock boxes. It looks like a, like a security deposit place. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then he opens it and they're like, oh yeah, her stuff is missing. And it's like, just confirm me like oh this guy stole her stuff yes this redman character and she's all she's kind of like mad like why is he targeting me like everyone else's stuff is still here something then going down so she questions redman does redman is tied up in a chair and beating up beaten up by all the the guards there and she's like okay we'll just take you take you off this take you off we can torture you here on this boat but the captain is like uh, i'm sorry we're this is an american ship yeah torture can't go down on here right so she's like fine i'll take him home where we can do whatever we want yeah and the, i think the captain's like happy to get rid of the, like them the thief right the thief and like he doesn't want to get caught like doing you know war crimes <laughs> <laughs> it's open waters but still as uh, she takes this this thief onto her helicopter and they fly off back to her home country and uh as she's about to question him further on the helicopter the count is like okay did i do my accent good because apparently they know each other right they're in cahoots so it turns out redmond uh, is actually this person's teacher and this person was playing a character the countess is not real she's actually uh, Redmond's apprentice Celia and this whole plan was to pretend like he stole something from her just so the captain would like lead them to the lockboxes and like open it for them and she was actually stealing something on the lockbox like underneath the one that he suspected of robbing from exactly right right under their noses she got in there into the lockbox yeah. mission accomplished so that's just a taste of like all the moves that Redmond will do with his apprentice and we jump into like a prologue of when Celia and Redmond really first met. And they met, this is, I call this like the Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. Because uh, Redmond catches Celia trying to break into his car. Just trying to jimmy it into it with a coat hanger, right? Right, a la Batman and Jason Todd. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's funny because Redmond teaches him how to do it. You just got to pull up, pull it this at this angle, and right. it pops right open. And Celia's like, "Wow, how'd you do that?" Yeah, she doesn't she, realize like she's robbing from like the world's greatest thief. Yeah. And she's he's like, "You're all doing it wrong. You don't pick this nice car. You pick the kind of mid grade car that yep. has no security on it, probably, but is American, so it has got no security." Like yeah. teaching her all these lessons. Well, she's like, I think I, you need to teach me. Right. I need to know these things. And then they both get in the car that they stole. Yeah. And she's going to the person that she's going to like sell it to. And it's like in the shady part of town. Straight up. And then he's like, where where are we going? Why are you taking us here? He's like, this is where the guys are going to buy it. And then he's like teaching her like, he's not going to buy it. <laughs> she's going to like, as soon as you arrive, she's gonna, they're going to steal it from you at gunpoint. He like puts his foot on the gas and she's the one driving, right? Yeah. And he's like, we got to get out of here. We're just right. going to 
take us for, trust these guys. for food here, right? And uh, he's just like, listen, I'll, I'll just pay for the car, right? I'll pay for the stealing from you for 3000 right? She's like, that's double what I was going to get. But she says, like, I need more. I need you to teach me these actual lessons. I need a career out of this thing. <laughs> What's funny is that she was like, that's double what I was going to get. And he's like, you weren't going to get anything. <laughs> That's how like like naive she was. Yeah, she's a, she's a newbie. Yeah, so we jump forward now to like I guess she's been his apprentice for a while. She's like way more knowledgeable how things work. Gets a, a, all in the know how. Gets an understanding of the business. Uh, it's like kind of like his assistant in a way, like a, right. a, a liaison to all the other thieves of this world. Of this, and it's almost like it really is like Redmond's career. Like he wears a three-piece suit all the time. He's it's like he's going to the office, right? Right, and it is like a fraternity of thieves. Yeah, like he's part of this group that like not the rest of the world doesn't know, but they all know each other. And it's this whole um, big uh, robbery that they have planned, but. Uh, he doesn't want to have the meeting to schedule. Like it's like an actual office meeting. Like we have yeah. to go meet up with the boss, talk to all the coworkers, mm-hmm. get it all planned out. But he's like, I don't really want to do this. But surprise, surprise, there's a meeting right in front of that she set up. Yeah, it's almost like a surprise party. Yeah, because they're like celebrating him. And then um, this guy named uh, Arnie, mm-hmm. he's kind of like the boss. Like he's the oldest one there, probably the one that everyone looks up to or whatever. Yeah, it actually costs money to rob people. Right. Right. So, so uh, I guess um, Redmond has this big grand thief robbery plan that he's getting everyone involved in. Uh, I think it's called the Venice job. Yeah. It's like the Italian job, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's gone to Arnie like in the past, like, okay, I have this plan, uh, but we're going to need money, a startup, right? Mm-hmm. So Arnie has invested $2 million already yes. into this plan that he has, that he trusts Redmond so much. And in this party, everyone's like, are we ready? Are we going to do this? And he's kind of like holding them off, like, don't worry, we're close. And it's been three years since he like initially set up this plan and everyone's eager to do it. And he seems hesitant. Yeah. He's, uh, well, everyone's like patting him on the back. They're all drinking. They're smoking cigars. It's like. It's a party. It's a boys club in a way, right? Um, He's drinking too. He's raising a glass to everybody. And he just yells out, I quit. Yeah. (laughs) After like. Holding everyone almost like in on the edge of their seat for yeah. three years, this big plan that's going to pay off for everybody, and then he just bails on them. He's like out of the party. He doesn't want to even do the job anymore. Yeah, Celia is like giving him like a talking to his ear. Like, wh- why the hell would you stop this job? We, we have all this money invested. What the hell's going on? Like, not only does he quit, he like quits. He doesn't want to do any thievery anymore. He's retiring. Yeah, right. He's like out of the game. This is he's John Wicking. He's <laughs> right. That's good. He's He's Jay-Z. He's not ever going to rap again, right? <laughs> Is that true about Jay-Z? That was him. He's retired like a couple times, right? Yeah, but he, and then he puts out an album. <laughs> exactly. So I think he knows where the money is. Um, and then uh, Celie's like, okay, what, what is it? What, who the heck told you to quit this? And Redmond gets a call on the phone and it's oddly his wife. His yes. wife, uh, Audrey, is on the phone. It's like, okay, she was the one that obviously asked you to do this. And we jump to like a dinner with Redmond and Audrey, his wife. But it looks like they're separated right now because they're just like kind of bickering back and forth. Like you weren't, the life of a, of a thief, right? Right. The life of, of uh, George Clooney. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're away from the family like most of the time. She's not of that world, but she knows what he does. Exactly. So that's why she doesn't want to be with him anymore because like 
seems like he is more in love with being a thief than being part of her family, like being with her. Yeah, in love with the life of the, you yeah. know, the fame. The lifestyle of it. Exactly, right? The thrill, if yeah. you will. Um, but its tensions are, 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 you know, are building up just in this conversation between the two of them at dinner. And he's like, well, I did it. I quit, right? I, I, we can be a family now in a yeah. way. And she's like, are you crazy? What What are you even doing? She doesn't, yeah. she's not on board. Like, she doesn't believe him. It's way too past at this point. Yeah. And uh, she's like, are you sure you're done? How about you tell it to your son? Right. And it's, uh, we don't know what it is yet, but it's like a really tense moment we see in Redmond's eyes. Like there's something going like, on. How could you say that? Right. <laughs> We get another flashback, yeah. and this is Redman, uh, a lot younger. I think this is more of like when he's not a big famous thief yet. No one knows that name yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he has a partner. Yeah. It's this guy named James. So him and James are like, like, they're robbing like a jewelry store. So this is not like big game yet, whatever, right? No. Um, it looks like Heat. You know the movie Heat? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like it, the guy James even looks like Val Kilmer in Heat. Is that what you're gonna say? Oh, uh, I was thinking to say he's a Brad Pitt. He's the Brad Pitt of the team. I guess kind of, but like you know, long blonde hair. Yeah, and they're wearing like suits with duffel bags over their shoulders. Grand Theft Auto type. And you could tell they're not the best yet because they're already getting caught. Yes, like the the cops are circling the block trying to figure them out. And as as you're like trying to find a plan B to get out of this, right? Um, they put on like some ski masks and they. Rapunzel down the side of the building to get out yeah. of there. And this whole time, they're not really talking about the escape. They're just talking about like their everyday life. Yeah. Because like they, it's almost like they're so used to this already. They're, uh, they're chatting because James is like, I can't believe because <laughs> apparently uh, there's a thing between James's sister right. and Redmond. Right. Like the, he's like, I can't believe you slept with my sister. Right. <laughs> And, uh, and, and it's all just like a small conversation between friends, right? They're almost like they're frat bros. Right, yeah. Right? This is their like college years in a way. And as they're like jumping off the building, he's like, uh, about your sister. Yeah. <laughs> Not only are we like seeing each other, she's like pregnant now. Yeah. <laughs> And they they get to the getaway car and they're making their escape. They're, it looks like they're gonna get out of there. And we see who the the getaway driver is, and it's Audrey, the, the, the sister, the sister. And apparently, yeah, she's pregnant with <laughs> Redmond's kid. And uh, they're, they're making the way out of there in, in this van, trying to get out. Uh, the cops are on the sh- basically they're still having this conversation, and there's gunshots going through the the windows, right? And it's just like very nonchalant as he pulls out what they robbed just now and it's a wedding ring and it's in this little robbery it's a proposal all in one so I think like yeah she doesn't want to be a part of this but like her brother's roped into it she was a part of it yeah but she doesn't want to be right anymore yeah but back when she was younger and she's like in love with Redmond like the thrill of this was exciting to her yes and that's the man she fell in love with was this guy but you know obviously she learns quickly like this is not life to raise a child in no not at all as uh, we jump back Back to the present day again like a grizzled older uh redmond as he's kind of waking up and he's kind of uh, looking at the picture of his son in a way and kind of some regretful thoughts in his head but it's like the morning and he's like kind of bummed out again he's like made it he's he's got a nice place here but it's kind of to himself it's like it's like the house in iron man 3 like super right, nice like a malibu condo yeah, right. you could see out like big gigantic windows and you just see the beach right yeah. it's one of those so he's he's made well for himself but was it worth it because you know he doesn't have a family i don't know right yeah. 
as uh, he's going to have his breakfast and oh, someone's there to join him. It's a, a beautiful woman and uh, she's like kind of smoothing up with him. I, I, don't, I can't really tell you. Did she stay the night? I'm not sure, but she's making breakfast. They already have like this repartee. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like how they talk to breakfast? each other. Yeah. Right. And then she's like, oh, you how do you like your eggs? All this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, scramble, whatever. And uh, also, do you have a warrant? <laughs> <laughs> so this this person is actually an FBI agent. Right. It's a, this character called Agent Elizabeth Cohen. And she's actually on his butt, like trying to arrest him or trying to figure out, trying to hamp him down as a real master thief, right? Right. But she just like let herself in and made breakfast for him. Like a weird way to get in his head. It's like everyone knows this guy's a thief. They just can't prove it. Exactly. So she's constantly like trying to bust him. There's a lot of these movies, uh, Heat. Is is it? Where the head detective and the head criminal robber kind of like have a, a banter with each other. Yeah, they they kind of are in each other's heads, this whole conversation. Um, Redmond is like, oh, uh, I heard you're looking for this guy called Redmond. And if he was looking for you, he, I bet he would just fall over heels for you because <laughs> right. he's a beautiful woman. Um, but luckily, you're here with me having breakfast. Yeah, luckily, I'm not that thief. Exactly. Like, it's so like on the nose. They, they know what the other person already knows about each other yeah but obviously they can't make a movie yet. like he's not busted yet no but and he knows like they can't really do anything so he's not really hiding it either he's being so cheeky about it right yeah and so is she in a way right just like uh i'm on your tail i'm gonna i'm gonna get you i'm gonna you're gonna slip at, at one point and i'll be there and then when she leaves he knows like they're they are getting close yeah and he like he finally shows a bit of anger he just like tosses the table to the ground yeah. flipping over his french toast and bacon what a waste <laughs> and we see uh elizabeth leave that place and she gets a call from her boss and it's like this special um, appointment. Like you have to go see the boss right now. Get out of there. Drive away. It's it's a priority one. As uh, she gets there to uh, Beverly, so she's like, I guess an, another top notch on the the FBI, right? Yeah, it's like their supervisor. It's like so important. They meet her at her house. Like they can't even wait till. Uh, they get to the office and she's like super mad at Elizabeth. Like who gave you like the warrant so that you could like make a move. Right. Yes. Cause I guess she wants everything by the book, of course. So that way there's no loophole of him getting out of it. Yeah. Uh, apparently they've already made a move in the past. Like that's why Elizabeth and Redmond know each other so well. Yeah. Like, they have had experience and there's like a whole flashback of what went on. There was like a an arrest that um, like a warrant on Redmond, but it wasn't official yet. And they made their move. The cops like fumbled here, right? Yeah. Like they shot up like his place, like his like warehouse where he does all his like headquarters, right? Mm-hmm. And Redmond was just on the on the loose. Like he got out of there. But you could just see all these like bullet holes go through his windows as he's jetting out of there and he's actually hospitalized at a certain point, right? Yeah. And it's weird because like the cops, the FBI, they're like celebrating like we've busted this guy. But when it comes down to it, like in the trial or whatever, they just, they couldn't prove it, you know? And he got off scot-free and it made them look really bad. It just looks awful. Like the gloves did not fit his hands at all, right? (laughs) So he got got scot-free basically. He's like, if I did do it, this is how I would do it. I'd write a book on it. (laughs) 
And so <laughs> Redmond, he's like, you know, he's winning in this trial right now. He walks off. He's, he's basically got Saul Goodman in his court, right? He <laughs> right. And he's uh, and it just fumbles for Elizabeth. She now there's like a counter suit. Like the Redmond is suing them, the That's FBI. All bad for her for two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, her supervisor is obviously like on her butt about it, right? Yeah. But she's kind of like ready to do it again because I think she has like an ace up her sleeve now. Exactly. Against Redmond. Now, as she leaves Beverly's place, they, they make their way to the prison, right? right. And they, they got someone there they can go uh, pay a visit to and they see someone in the interrogation room. They walk their way in and we see someone that looks just a whole lot like Redmond, but is, <laughs> is actually his son. Right. And I don't know what age this son is supposed to be now. Yeah. But it looks just like Redmond. Like they draw him almost identical. Yes, exactly. Like a lo- same facial features, a bit different. He looks a bit more adolescent, right? A bit younger. Like he still has like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I don't know. Is he supposed to be like a teenager or is he supposed to be his brother? I, I think they say he's supposed to be like 19. So technically an adult, but he, he looks like John Hamm now. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Um, so in a way, this character, the son, um, Augustus, Mm. he falls uh, not that far from the tree, but also very far from the tree because he's a thief in a way, like he's down dirty in the dirty business, but he's not good at it. Yeah. He gets busted, right? Yes. And thrown in prison. And now Elizabeth, the FBI agent, is going to like use him to like pinch a Redman so that she can finally bust him. Yeah. And we get a, like a sneak peek of like his backstory and like what he's been up to. And it, it just see like the stark difference in the worlds his dad works in and Augustus works in, right? Yeah. Where his dad's like wearing a three-piece suit. You see Augustus like rocking like a hoodie and, and sneakers and right. he's dealing with like um, tattooed biker gangs that kind of are yeah. rough around the edges that don't know what they're doing. Exactly. And he's relying solely on like his dad's reputation as being like the best. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know who trained me, right? It's like my dad, even though he was never around his dad. Exactly. They, like we said, his dad was like away from the family for so long. Yeah. He didn't really teach him the skills. Like Exactly. Would you want to? <laughs> I don't know. So he's trying to like, you know, follow in his dad's footsteps, but not knowing how to do any of it. And working with some people that he shouldn't be working with. And that's what eventually gets him locked up. Really sketchy. Uh, like they do this whole case where they're um, at the docks opening up those freight uh, big containers, yeah. right? And they get busted right away. It's like they get they're busted and he's, again, he's sitting there in prison. Um, Elizabeth is sitting across from him just saying like, Okay, well, you're facing some time here, but you know what we want. We want your yeah. dad, right? right. The, the real prize. And so he's got to face it. Like, is he going to stick this out as a man, go through the time? Or is he going to squeal? What, what's he going to do? Like, yeah, I mean, are you going to do the time, like you said? Or are you going to squeal and go up and throw in um, the dad that you kind of never even knew? Yeah. So The dad that abandoned you. Yeah, you got his face, but you don't, I, don't, I don't know if you have his love in a way. Like... <laughs> Uh, he's in prison and like, you know, he's also kind of young. Like he, is he going to be able to survive in prison? I don't know, right. but he's hanging. He's got a pretty his, face. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hanging his head, right? He's like, okay, he's going to make a phone call. And who does he call up? He calls up his dad. He's like, I need your help. Yeah. And uh, so his dad is like, as soon as I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing he would kind of like go against everybody for. Yes. Right. 
he's trying to be a good dad. He's trying to get back with Audrey, but you know nobody wants him. But now his son actually really needs him. He uh, he was trying to quit this whole time, but I guess he's he's still in the job as uh, he kind of looks out. And um, he makes a phone call to himself. He's asking for a favor from Celia. And I guess they're just going to get the band back together and pull another heist to, uh, I guess, I don't know, pull get out his son out of prison. Right. And uh, that's where we're going to leave it. It's kind of this cool next bit is like Ocean's Eleven type, like getting the band back together. I, I thought it was a lot like um, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, that too. So that, because it's like, they there's a whole montage of them recruiting like um, thieves that yeah. they know. And it's like the worm, and he's like this kind of thief. And there's one that's like a uh, a woman that looks all dolled up, so that men would fall for her, and she could rob, right? Yeah, so she's like, the distraction. Yeah, there's like one of each kind of thing. They get a right? name for each of them, right? They're, yeah. they're like roles in this, right? Mm-hmm. The explosions expert or something, something like so, that. Yeah, right. The whole crew, everyone needed for the job. So it's like a lot of setup, and then now we're getting into like now the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just getting started. I like that. That start that little start to the whole thing, yeah. Um, but it ran for like forty three issues, right? You get a whole. I can see story. why because it's it's getting pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I like that feeling of like pulling you in. I think there a lot of them are like cardboard copies of characters we've seen in movies, like Danny Ocean, and, sure, um, the Master Thief, and the Julie Roberts angry ex wife, right? Yeah, in a way. But it's a twist on it. There's some more pull and family drama involved in the what what will the son do or don't do for the family and like making his way. Yeah. Like I said in like Gone to 60 Seconds, he's like the uh, the Nick Cage. Yeah, the Nick Cage. To uh, Giovanni Ravizzi. Exactly, right? <laughs> like you were not supposed to follow my footsteps, but you are. Yeah. And now I gotta save you. And it's same thing, like he hangs out with a different style of thief, like they're a different crew, and there's like the older versus the younger. Yeah, yeah. multi generational. Yeah. So it does lend itself to like a TV show or a movie, like we're saying. Mm. Apparently, that's what um, started this whole thing. Is uh, Kirkman like he made a TV show? He made The Walking Dead. Yeah. He's like, I like that writers' room. I'm gonna do that. And so there is like shifting writers in this comic book. Okay. Like it's Nick Spencer at first, and then I think James Asmus later. And so it's like a shifting writer role in this in this comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I thought. That was pretty cool behind the scenes stuff, but that was Thief of Thieves. Let's go ahead and jump into side stories. So, first up, just a little catch up on my side stories from a couple weeks ago, uh, past episodes. Uh, I did finish Alice in Borderlands, and wow, I loved it. It's <laughs> I saw clips after you mentioned it, yeah. you watching it, and it is the most anime ish thing I've seen. Yeah, live action, like more, no, more than anime. <laughs> I think it's great. I love it. I, I think it it's just yeah, like a live action version of all the animes that I really liked before. But you said there's three seasons. You watched all. It's of actually them? there's only two. I was wrong. There's only okay. two, and I did finish it the whole thing. Okay. And it I was gonna say it is like a conclusive ending at season two. So you think that's it? There won't yeah. be a third. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I could convince you, but probably not because <laughs> I don't think it's your. No, game. I saw some scenes and I was like, this is. There's no way this is good. <laughs> It's a lot of long monologues and like touchy feely stuff to the camera <laughs> and dramatic moments. But there's a lot of like twists and turns that just kept me wanting to watch. Like, what's this whole thing? It just looked really weird, too. It is really weird, yeah. yeah okay. But uh, yeah, I've been like, 
I think I'm gonna be on a K drama, J drama kick now. I think it's gonna be my my next wave of entertainment. Maybe side stories for the next. So that's what you can look forward to, go. brother. Those future side stories already. I'm planning ahead. Um, but for my real side story, I wanted to chat about. Well, I mentioned like a little while ago, I got a new job, right? So okay. there, some with that, there was like some new benefits. It's got me thinking about my investments that are because I got some investments coming in from work, right? Like from my paycheck. It's there's a minus in my paycheck every week. I look at that number. I've been curious like what's going on with that like taxes i never look at it where does it go right okay and so i've been like trying to read up on investments trying to learn these things watching some youtube videos what's the index fund what's the mutual fund you're trying to big short what's the drawdown yeah (laughs) i want to learn all about the stonks the stonk market right (laughs) okay what are all these things um, so I've been watching all these videos um, on YouTube and I saw that there's some, some uh, instructional videos on Netflix also, like how to get rich and figure out the investment uh, markets. This one uh, ins- instructional video called Madoff, the, the oh, monster of Wall Street. I've, I've been enjoying that little documentary. It's about the- So now you know how to do it. I know how to make money. I know how to become rich. How to, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching videos on this guy and I haven't finished it yet. So I, it's so far, everyone loves him. <laughs> He's uh, he's made a lot of money for his family. Like his kids are gonna go to college. He was he came up from nothing. He 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 was a poor kid that ri- made into rich family. But he launched his family to further past that to like grand, you know, chairman of the Nasdaq. Like he's a famous guy. Apparently, uh, I love this. Like it's kind of like a documentary, kind of. Um, see this whole thing but also there's like those isn't these documentaries where they have actors play them the characters too like the real life people uh, a dramatization dramatization but it's like those ones where you never hear the actors talk it's just like the, they're narrated by the real people by the narrator by the interviewer ease like it's who, like um, um uh, unsolved mysteries yeah it's like that <laughs> right where it's like we know this is a dramatization because there's like a filter yeah but it looks just like made off like the guy sure. looks a lot like him and you like learn this whole thing about how he did it. Apparently, it's this thing called the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I thought he invented that, what a Ponzi scheme was. But it's like, apparently, it's like an investment thing that happened like the 20s, like a long time ago. And that's when yeah. it first, by a guy named Ponzi. So. Oh, yeah. You did, did you know that? Yes. I, I, I believe it or not, when this happened, I was not paying attention to the stock market when I was <sighs> Come on. in middle school. I didn't know this. Like, I saw the guy getting. That's why you're not rich. Right. Okay, I should have been investing into his company, right? <laughs> Murdoff, Madoff LLC, because mm-hmm. apparently, like all the investors in his thing, love the guy. Like when when he was winning, right? Yeah, he would schmooze them. Everyone's like. This guy, this guy Madoff, he, they put all this money to him and he doesn't lose. He doesn't, he never dips in the market. He's above the S&P, right? Yeah. It's like he's got 15% return, right? All of these like families, like multi-generational are investing in this one guy and they're like happy. Like it's a lot of like, most of them are like upper middle class or maybe even middle class. They'll put sure. the money to him and they're like the biggest victims because they can't really bounce back. Right. Of course. And they're like, I, yeah, I put uh, my money into him, my kids, my grandkids' money into his, like, you know, just putting it in, dumping it to this guy. And they're like, proud of it because it's so much return. It's the right move. And they'll feel lucky that they got in, into to join because it's like exclusive of a high, high return. Yeah. Right. And, it's like he's turning people away. Like he's going to country clubs. Mm-hmm. People are going, coming to him. Like, can, can I? Can I join? Can I? Yeah. Can you sign me up? He's like, 
all the money's like tied up right now. I can't, I can't take on more responsibility in that way. And apparently all he's doing is taking people's, rich people's money and then he'll hold it for a little bit and then give it to someone else. Yeah. That's what a Ponzi scheme is. And then he's getting so much from to like into his account, right? Yeah. That he can also spend that on himself and his family. Do you know what else is a Ponzi scheme? What? The bank systems. <laughs> right. <laughs> no one's questioning them. So <laughs> there's so many like different actually point that out. Like there's like banks that like were tied to him and they kind of came out scot-free, even though they should be looking at it as like his funds and like this should right. be suspicious. No, they don't care. As long as they're making money, they don't care. Exactly. Yeah. And this whole time he's got like in his own company, mm-hmm. he's got like this secret floor, like his own floor on this building. Yeah. That's like a couple floors up. It's the 17th floor. Mm-hmm. And it's all of his shady employees right. that are working there. He's got like this one guy that's not... Like he never went to college. Like his his like apprentice that's like work. He's the Jonah Hill, right? Okay, yeah. He's up on this on the floor, and he's got this whole like mechanism of writing out fake investments, and yeah. those are the receipts he's giving out to people. Because he just looks at what is has made an increase, yeah, and just goes back and says like, oh yeah, this is what we invested in. Yeah. Oh, you want you know, some money back here? Here's I'll sell these and draw up fake printouts. Yeah. That's the one thing they pointed out too is like if you go to like these high end. And, you know, investment firms. Right. They'll print out it like nice, like copy and like of course, says official. the nice thing. His was just printed like dot matrix. Yeah. Back in the day, it was like this is so just imp- type it out. Right. Exactly. It's so unprofessional. And the, the other employees on the regular, you know, like f- forward-facing floor, yeah, they had no idea what was going on. At least that's what it sounds like with it, when they're interviewed yeah. for this documentary, right? They, yeah, you can't tell everybody. They, they love this guy Madoff. He, you know, they gave him um, a lot of. They, he gave them a lot of vacation. He'd give them money if they had need money troubles at the time or whatever. And so I, I'm watching this whole thing, and it sounds like they're telling the truth, but I'm still now. I don't, I don't know if I could trust them. The best guy. <laughs> Best guy <laughs> is the one that like figured out he was doing that. Oh yeah, because like he invested a lot of money, in it, but he kind of knew what he was doing. So like he he oh, knew yeah, what he was yeah. doing, but he still kept doing it. Yes, because he was making money. And then um, there are times where like Madoff would be in a pinch and needed money. He would give him money just to keep the whole scheme going. Isn't this crazy? Yeah. So this, but he would never be in trouble because he could say he was a victim of it, right? Yeah, right. He was not part of the system. Apparently, he had like these four big investors. Like they're the four. Yeah. And that was one of them. That guy, the source of the, all the money. He was like he held the power over Madoff, even right. though Madoff's the mastermind that was secreting this whole thing. Sure. But at towards the end, like he was relying on this guy so heavily. Yeah. Because like it's almost like I know he knows but I can't I'm not gonna just say it yeah right and so there's a lot of these figures in the documentary right that he's smoozing up uh, getting close to there's a, a point where he gets outside of the American market and so he, mm. he gets in good with this guy that's like a, he's like wants to be rich this whole time but he never figured out how to be rich like he's like almost forecloses his house but he's buying mint coats and stuff <laughs> So okay. he's, he wants to be that guy. And then he yeah. finds Madoff and then now he's finally rich, actually buying a yacht and stuff yeah. like that. So he's like, he finds all these people that need him. Right. Right. He knows who to target. Exactly. Like people he can elevate and get uh, into a lifestyle that they never imagined. Right. Right. These people in the outskirts of like outskirts of New York, they'll be in New Jersey or something or Long Island that don't, yeah. want, don't come from money. Yeah. You don't get the already wealthy people because then they know how the system works. Yeah. And they'll figure out that you're not doing it properly. They'll catch you. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I, I think it's pretty well-made documentary. It's pretty fun because 
uh, I don't know. I, I thought there's like a lot of math stuff that I'm, I'm learning in this. All this <laughs> like what? Uh, there's the the one guy that figured it out, like the detective on the like government organizational side, and he's like at the end of it, he's like berating the government because like you should have caught this on. <laughs> I love it. It's 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 so like. I, I, I'd, I'd recommend this Madoff documentary, Monster of Wall Street, because it's basically, he's like the Wolf of Wall Street. Like he, What it is, is there's him, right? And then he gets two guys under him. Yes. And each of those guys gets three guys under him. <laughs> <laughs> it's far and from They sell um, uh, phone call, call cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know how to be rich now. I'm going to make millions. I'm leaving you behind. <laughs> All right. I'll invest. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think the whole like uh, company shifts and all that, the FTX and all these like mm-hmm. um, cryptocurrencies, it's just like it's his- another form of that. History repeats itself, so it's like yeah. it's got me interested again. And like those NFTs, they're like trying to like sue people now for inflating it. Yeah. So like, because um, I forgot who it was, but they went on the Tonight Show. Okay. Because it was the the. The what is it, billionaire yacht ape or whatever monkey? Oh yeah, billionaire ape, sleeping ape or so, something. Whatever the the you know, there's different variations of those. Yeah, yeah. That everyone wanted one. Um, I forgot who it was, but they went on the Tonight Show, and this person and Jimmy Fallon were like, "Look at our apes!" Like they're really saying like promoting was, it. Was it Eminem? I don't think it was Eminem because he loves that. Ape I don't thing. think it was Eminem. Okay. It was some kind of influencer. Oh, like Logan Paul or something? Something like, I don't know who sure. it was. But, you know, they're inflating that because they had money in it. It's brand recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to like... They're trying to influence you. They're trying to put like some kind of lawsuit now about it. Um, saying like they're bubbling the market or whatever. For, I mean, if you're stupid enough to buy something you can't hold. <laughs> <laughs> some people... Made out, made yeah. off. If you need, if you know how to do it, you gotta hit, get out before it, it blows up. Yeah, that's that stonks for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I never really try. I haven't bought a single cryptocurrency yet, even though it is kind of cool. I don't I, trust it. I think the whole thing about it being like just money. I, th- I, I mean, that's the problem. It's, it's not, not supposed to be just. Money. It's not actually not stonks. It's it should be um, a replacement for money, but I don't think we're there yet. It's not. I still would rather bury gold in my backyard. I mean, I learned that is actually like a solid move is just buy gold. Yeah. I didn't know. That. I thought that was like the ridiculous Ron Swanson move. Why do you think there's so many like cash for gold places? Yeah, exactly. Because those gold gold stays up. For apparently centuries now. Like yeah. Millennia. So that's a You can't thing. use a computer to make gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many NVIDIA graphics cards you have. <laughs> I mean, well, those are worth their weight in gold. Those things <laughs> shot up because of cryptocurrency. And now they're not. Be- oh, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Nice. Good for the gaming community. Well, the, the NVIDIA made a, a graphics card that has like no output. Right. It's strictly made just for mining. And now those I, I hear are like super cheap. Cool. Okay. Because then they're pretty much useless because no one mines anymore because it's not worth it. Yeah. And you can't use it to play video games. <laughs> so, yeah, what's the point then, right? Exactly. Can you rewrite? I don't know. Yeah. It's just a crazy world we live in now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah, history repeats itself. People are just trying to scam you. Yeah. They're just thief of thieves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, see, I don't spend my time investing in yeah. any of that. I spend my time playing video games. Okay. <laughs> you got me a PS5 about a month ago for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Well, uh, but then I was playing on it a, a PlayStation 4 game. Yeah, I noticed. Because I wanted to play, I wanted to beat that again. So that way when I play the sequel, I'll it'll be like a continuous, seamless transition. Right. So now I finally beat the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game. On your PS5. Again. again yeah. So that way I can play play the sequel which is the miles morales version which is designed for the playstation 5 and it is a big leap really yeah i was really curious about that so you can feel the difference what's what's so different you could feel the difference <laughs> literally the controller reacts to everything what's it called haptic yeah it's way better um the some things are different because the button layout's a little different right so right. it's getting used to especially if you're switching right after you're playing the other one but the graphics look better you know the animations in it are better it loads way faster really um i will say the game itself uh the voice actor kind of bugs me a little bit is he like going for this annoying teenager sounding a little bit yeah because he's already sounds like he's like a 30 year old <laughs> trying to lower his like hire his voice to make it sound like a, a little uh, like teenager right and you can tell yeah and i can tell and the way he talks is very like no kid talks like this. Okay, does he sound like SpongeBob? Uh, I don't. It's weird. Yeah, it sounds like a cartoon. Right. Okay. Like the Into the Spider Verse is way better, and I wish it was just more like that. Just the same guy. Yeah. It, okay, that's interesting. I mean, people already messed up about the face shift in the different Spider Man. That threw me off too. Oh, so does that Spider Man show up in this Spider Man yeah. game? In the beginning of the game, I was like, "Who's that? That's not the Peter Parker I've been playing. <laughs> is he from a different universe?" <laughs> But um, I would say, you know, the gameplay of it is better. Oh, yeah. But also it, it, because you're playing as Miles now, not Peter. He's brand new to being a Spider-Man. And I know this game has been out for like two years or whatever, but I'm playing it now. For the first time. He, you know, the way he like web swings is a little awkward. Um, the way he fights is not as as like as fluid as a Peter Parker would. Right. So just that, everything feels a little um, looser. Loose, not in the good way. Loose, like in a bad way. But that's part of the game. Like, it's supposed to feel like that. You're learning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, it, it's not as tight. Like, PlayStation, this first Spider-Man game on PlayStation 4, was like one of the best games ever. Yeah, it was pretty great. And it just, every, the controls are so tight from swinging to fighting and then back to swinging. It was so, felt good. Yeah. And this one feels a little like, whoops, a little bit. Really? Because Miles Morales is not used to it. And you're pretty sure that's intentional or not just like a cop-out? I don't know if it's in my head or not. Uh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. But that's what it feels like. But then, because it is a PlayStation 5 game, all the features are that PlayStation 5 has are being used in it. Like, you hear things on the controller because the controller has a speaker. Oh. The the triggers have, like, a more pressure depending on what you're doing. Oh. Stuff like that. So it's just more fine-tuned to specific things. Right. Weirdly enough, fine-tuned and less, like, less precise. Like a bit rigid. Uh, okay. No, like I'm loose, to... like wobbly almost. Okay. But that's because he's, like not good at it yet okay okay so there's a lot of times where like he's stumbling or like the way he's swinging it's like he's like falling almost so my, my question is you know at the end like by the time you finish the first spider-man game yeah you have like all of the things unlocked and you yeah. feel like i got this like i can take out anything right when you bounce back and starting from zero with this new character yeah is that interesting like you're like 
oh, I, I'm trying to do this move, but that was in the other game. I can't do it here. Well, there's some things that he could do, and it's mainly like the, um, what do you call it, like ease of life features. Like like in the first game, you had to unlock like uh, a double jump. Oh, yeah. Right? But in this one, it's already there in the beginning. But there's things like, you know, his gadgets and stuff are not unlocked yet. Okay. Okay. So just like the, the mainline gestures that might be there, but not the technology or whatever. Yeah. So like the things like uh, swinging that you have to unlock maybe are, are already unlocked makes it easier to like get around. But there's, you know, Miles Morales has a different set of powers than Peter Parker. Yeah. He has like that venom sting, the shock thing. So that's a different thing that that makes it a, a very different game he has like invisibility powers do those play a big element in the game yeah so like um a large part of the first spider-man game is, is stealth where like he kind of sneaks up on walls and then like takes down guys one at a time and miles does that but then now with the camouflage thing um there's times where you have to use it because there's nowhere to like hide that's the only option yeah i like that okay and it's not forever like it's a timer so you got to kind of like do it at the right time you can't just have it forever okay so they add some difficulty to it it's not yeah that's not on easy mode where it's not fun anymore right and then the um, the, the first spider-man game had uh well this old already so spoiler alert, but there's a lot of villains in it okay right yeah. and this one's not a full game right it's kind of like an in-between game right so there's like a main villain and but i like how they kind of like tie it into the story of miles um miles is a very different character so like peter parker's like i think in like brooklyn right grew up in queens and then as an adult he's like spider-manning in brooklyn and this story miles has to leave that because of what happens in the first game okay and now he's like based in harlem so like the even though the map is the same large scale your main area looks different you're a different part of New York. Like your um, hub kind of area. Like yeah. Where you resonate. Okay. Where a lot of the things happen. Um, and it is like full on winter. So like everything is covered in snow. So that's a difference. Okay. Yeah. I so like it's that. not visually, it's very different from the first game. That's good to hear. Even though it's exactly like this building's still there. You know what I mean? Like the layout is still the same. Right. Because it, it was like a Spider-Man 1.5, right? A little bit. Yeah. But with the shift in like the seasons, I guess it, sure. it does feel different. Yeah. I like that. Um, and it, it's very fun. I think I'm like a third of the way done with the game already. So I was going like, to ask, does it feel like it's going to be a long enough, satisfying story? If I only did the campaign missions, I feel like, yeah, okay, it'd be kind of short, but they do have enough of like the little side things that you got to do. Satisfactory enough in that way. Yeah, to make it feel like, okay, it's... Also, I didn't pay for the game. Oh, yeah? What? I did like the Game Pass version of what PlayStation has, where you have like a pool of games you could download for a monthly fee. Yeah, the new uh, PlayStation Plus kind of subscription. Yeah, I, it's There's so like confusing. three tiers of that, and I got the middle one. So like... I downloaded it because it's included in that. So um, I, I feel fine. Like if it was short, I'd be okay with it. Okay. Okay. I want to ask about that. Does that feel like a good subscription service so far with their new PlayStation Plus? When they announced that, I was like kind of confused with them just explaining it. Like you get some of these games for less and then, well, you just have to look if you don't get it when you're in the second it's, it's tier. Just like, it's just like Game Pass. Yeah. Except where Game Pass, there's only one tier. Yeah. This one, there's three tiers. So the, the basic tier, which is pretty much what you would have before this pass came out, the online, you could play online. And then every month, they there's like two free games, right? Right. That's still the, pretty much the same. Oh, okay. And then the middle tier is like, now it's a game pass or there's a pool of games you could just play. Okay. And then the higher tier, there's like um, that plus a backlog of like PS4, PS3 games you could play. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was, yeah. All right. I didn't so, know what the third tier was and like yeah. what that gets you like. So, right. so weirdly enough, I've had that for like a month or two, but this is the first PlayStation 5 
Live game I'm actually playing. But yeah, you've had yeah. The, the console for a while now. Yeah, so I've been playing PS4 games on it with Spider-Man. So now I'm really unlocking what the PlayStation 5 could do. And I think even like other games are better at it, like because this is like a launch game. Yeah, that's true. So I'm eager to beat this to try more PS5 games. What's on your list? Like what is uh, high on your list, I think? I want to play a Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, that's supposed to be such a visually like striking yeah. game. I definitely want to try that. Blossoms Falling. Yeah, and there's other games on there that I have yet to um, really dig into. So uh, God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah. Have you ever played the first one of like this new batch of God of War? Yeah, I played like 80% of it. And I you didn't finish it. it? I think I played, yeah. I know I didn't finish it, but I don't know how far I got. felt like it was pretty long already. Yeah. And then I kind of just like lost interest. <laughs> I didn't get far when I played it, but yeah. it's still on my list to play eventually. Well, I'm enjoying Miles Morales and I'm very eager to play the, the next one because that will be more of like both of them in the game. Yeah. And, and a continuation, I think more of a continuation of of the first Spider-Man game um, because that had like um, cliffhangers in it. Right. Peter's role and everything, right? Yeah. And like um, Harry Osborn. Right. Yeah. Because Harry Osborn was like Easter egg throughout the first game. And, and then at the end, you learn a little bit more. So I think that's going to deliver in the next one. I saw you finishing the first Spider-Man game in the living room recently. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this whole ending. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I want to play the next one too. And like the Norman Osborn is in the first one, but he's not Green Goblin. Right. So I think he'll be Green Goblin in the next one yeah plus all the miles morales stuff yeah 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 them kind of more intertwining right okay so uh, i can't wait for that that comes out sometime this year i hope it doesn't get delayed um and yeah i'm enjoying the playstation 5 now you're welcome (laughs) anything else you want to talk about no that's it for me i'm just getting rich Uh, all right uh guys thank you for tuning in uh please don't miss us next week we'll have a brand new episode um just follow us on uh, your podcast app again on spotify or even amazon music i think that's right yeah we're on there uh find us on instagram facebook and twitter follow us over there we're at the reader copy podcast guys all right until then daniel can you hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book pick it up and read your copy see you later (laughs) 